Hey guys, this is Drake. Thanks so much for tuning in to our City Church podcast here. It's an honor to have you. Hey, at the end of this episode, we'd love for you to take a moment, subscribe to this podcast channel if you haven't already. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel so we can continue to serve you with content that we're putting out on a weekly basis. And in addition, if we can serve you in any way or connect with you in community in any way, you can visit our website at citychurchboulder.com and we would love to connect with you there. And lastly, and most importantly, I hope this content is helpful to you. It's encouraging, it's inspiring, and you leave better than you showed up. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to City Church. It's an honor to have you here today as we continue our series on habits. Man, this has been challenging. I'm on the journey with you. I hope it's been helpful for you. If you missed last week, I would love for you to take a moment and go back, catch our podcast or on our YouTube channel and catch the conversation because it's foundational to the direction that we're heading today. Last week, we talked about the role that identity plays in our habits, that when I know who I am, I know what to do. And it's really, really crucial that we spend some time thinking about who it is that we want to become so we can set habits that continue to point us in that direction. Now, today, we're talking about the art of starting. Everybody say start. I mean, you just got to start. The art of starting new habits. And I want you to think about your last normal routine day. Just think about it. Maybe it was today. Maybe it was yesterday. Maybe it was last week. When was your last normal day? Odds are that that day looked a lot like your other normal days, right? Like you have these same routines, kind of morning to evening things that you do, and a lot of them are just habits in place. And so, uh, you know, maybe your alarm goes off and you hit the snooze once or twice or three times, and then you roll out of bed and you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth, and um, maybe you go downstairs and you make some breakfast and you grab a cup of coffee and, you know, maybe you, you spend time with God and read the Bible or you meditate or you go for a run in the morning or something like that. And then on your way out the door, you kick the cat and then you get into the car, drive to work, do your same routine at work, hit the grind, get into the car, drive home kind of on autopilot like normal, walk in. Maybe you have a routine when you get home. Maybe you, uh, you know, put your exercise shorts on and you go for a run or, you know, maybe you start making dinner and then maybe you sit down on the couch and you watch some Hulu and Maybe you start to walk up the stairs, kick the cat again, hop in the shower, clean up from the day, brush your teeth, lay in bed, scroll through Instagram until you lull yourself to sleep. What are your habits? I don't, I don't know what you do on a normal day, but odds are you do the same thing every day. And here's what's really interesting is that much of what you and I normally do is not the result of conscious choice, but rather of daily habits. Duke University, really, really cool. Duke University did a study in 2006 that showed that 40%, get this, 40% of the actions that you and I do every day are the results of habits. It's how you can hop in the car and drive home and not realize how you got home, right? We have these habits operating in our unconscious. Here's what that means. If you and I want to see change, if we want to change where we're going, if we want to change who we're becoming, then we have to change our habits. Why? Because our goals are not enough. Our goals don't determine success. We all have similar goals, but we, we can see drastically different results. We talked about that last week. But the reality is that we don't rise to the level of our goals, but rather we fall to the level of our systems or our habits. And so today, I want to talk about systems. I want to talk about habits from a spiritual 
perspective. And specifically, we're, we're going to look at a guy named Daniel from the Old Testament. And so this might be new to you. Maybe you uh, are, are new to you know, this whole church thing and engaging online, or maybe you've been around for a little while. Maybe if you've heard this story before, you'd, you'd be familiar with Daniel and the lion's den. This is the guy that got thrown in a lion's den and lived to tell the tale. And so we're going to start right before that event. And what you need to know about Daniel is, is he's a really unique character, and God did some really amazing things in his life. But he had a habit. He had a system in place that helped shape him to become the person that God wanted him to be. Now, what's unique about Daniel is that he was taken captive. He was an Israelite, and he was taken captive by the enemy nation Babylon. And so he's a captive in a foreign nation. And over time, he begins to gain influence um, because of his character and because of his integrity. And then you fast forward in the book of Daniel to chapter 6, and here's what we get. Over time, we see that he begins to stand out. It says that this guy named Daniel, he, he became distinguished. He stood out above all the other high officials and satraps. What's unique about Daniel is that he stood out among 120 unique young leaders by the time we get to this section in the book because of an excellent spirit that was within him. And so it's not just that he stood out like, like that people noticed him and he got a gold star, but rather he was elevated to a position of authority equivalent of a prime minister today in a foreign nation. So he is a foreigner being elevated over leadership of other areas and people and, and, and is an incredible amount of influence for someone in his position. And you got to ask the question, how did he get to this space? Now, to help you understand like, how immense this is, this would be the equivalent of you being selected to be an astronaut if you applied into NASA's program. NASA this year had 12,000, a little bit over 12,000 applicants to their program to be an astronaut, and they only picked 12. Okay, so like for Daniel to be elevated to this point of status is a really, really big deal. And you got to ask the question. What was it that made him who he was? What made him stand out to get to this point? I think we can argue that it was one small habit, one small system, one small discipline in the life of Daniel that allowed him to get to this place. And, and in fact, this habit was so consistent, this, this habit was so wrapped up in his identity that later on, because he was being elevated in position, um, other leaders began to get jealous of him, naturally, because that's what people do when, when others get promoted. And so they get jealous of him, and they're looking to, to get him out of office. They're looking to kill him. They're looking to get rid of him. And the only thing that they can find in his life, because he's got excellent character and integrity, the only thing that they can find to use against him is his faith in God. His faith in God, which is separate from this nation's idea of faith. And so they use this consistent habit against him. Now, watch what Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 says. It says that three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to God, don't miss this, just as he had done before. What did Daniel do? He had the habit he had the system three times a day, not when it was easy, not when it was convenient, not only on his good days, not when it wasn't stressful, not when he had to get home, unwind after a glass of wine, he would pray. No, every day consistently, he cultivated his relationship with God. This was part of who he was. Every day, he cultivated intimacy with God. He had a habit. He had a system in place that eventually set him apart 
and made him an influential part of a kingdom where he was a foreigner. This is really, really significant. Here's, here's the point, okay? Never underestimate how God can start something big through one small habit. And don't miss it. Daniel didn't start the habit for the purpose of influence. It was because of Daniel's habit that he gained influence. And so God can do something special. God can do something powerful. God can do something in and through your life that impacts a lot of people. And it can start with one small act of faithfulness. One small act of consistency. One small act of obedience. One small habit has the potential to do way more in and through our lives than we give it credit for. And so let me give you just some personal uh, thoughts and examples as we have this conversation. I want you to know, I've, I've been on this journey with you, okay? I'm not, I'm not teaching as an expert. I'm reading a bunch of books, and I'm digging into the Bible, and, and I'm on this with you because I want to grow as well. And I just started to make a list because we started last week with, like, who do you want to become? I started to make a list of who I want to become and, and what are some of the habits and disciplines in my life that I've already developed over the last, like, like roughly decade of my life. And so I just started to write some down. Um, one of the things I started to do a couple years ago is I started to floss my teeth daily. That hasn't always been a habit of mine, but, but it's one now. Um, I, I started to, a couple of years ago, I had the challenge of, of reading a book a week, and that became a habit of mine. Um, I had the challenge when I became a new follower of Jesus of spending time with God daily, and I developed that habit. And I started journaling daily, and I developed that habit. I, I started going to the gym uh, four or five times a week, and I've developed that habit. I have these disciplines in, in place. And, and listen, I, well, you're probably not impre impressed in the first place, but like, don't be, because over a decade, like five good habits is not really that much to show for. So don't be that impressed. But here's what I want you to understand, is that through this conversation, I've been inspired to, to take the idea of habits uh, a little more seriously, meaning not rather than just throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks, um, taking these systems and really uh, trying to see significant change in my life. And so here, here's the goal for me, and here's what I would like to suggest for you, that you and I would put the discipline in place of, of creating one new habit a year. Okay, so like not too ambitious, not one a month, one a week, or every hat. No, one, just one thing every year, one new discipline every year that we're introducing into our lives. And, and that might not seem like a lot, but I'll, I'll show you in a minute why it's important. But let me give you one that I've been working on lately. This is a new one for me. I, I've struggled with the, the discipline and the habit of prayer for a long time. And, and I'll, I'll develop a habit that works for a minute, and then it'll fall off, and I'll try it again, and it falls off. And I've had a really hard time developing uh, um, a consistent discipline of habits. And so um, then I, I had the opportunity, as I'm, I've been studying with you guys, I'm like, okay, uh, there's this idea of habit stacking that I'll introduce in a minute. But it's, it's when you find um, something that you're already doing consistently, and then you add a habit that you want to uh, um, introduce on top of that. And so one of the things I realized as I was making my list that I do every week, or I'm sorry, every, every day, every week might be a little rough. Every day I take a shower <laughs> before I go to bed, okay? And, and so rather than listening to music and, and just kind of mindlessly taking a shower, I realized I could use that opportunity. And so every week I, I take this little journal and, and it has what, what I call a hundred elephant prayers in it. It's off a book called Elephant Prayers um, that basically is prayers that if God answered would be just absolutely miraculous. And so um, every night I've been taking this journal with me. I set it up on the little shelf in our shower. And then while I'm showering and getting ready for bed, 
bed, I, I pray for at least 10 things out of these categories on my uh, prayer journal here. And what's amazing, guys, is this is working. I'm not saying I'm like, you know, a prayer you know, warrior or anything, but like this habit is actually working because every night I got nothing better to do while I'm taking a shower. And so I'm engaging in prayer and it's, it's pretty amazing. You say, well, why does this matter? Craig Rochelle um, um, is, is an incredible leader and, and he says, um, you know, it, it's, not, it's not one single habit that, that makes you a great individual, right? It's not one single habit that makes you a great husband or a great dad or, or a great leader or like one single habit that makes you closer to God. It's all of these small habits working together over time that help you to become the person that you want to become and help you to become uh, um, the person that God wants you to become. And so he, here's why this is really cool is because um, out of the habits that you and I begin to develop in our lives, some of them have the potential to become keystone habits. And this is really important. This is out of James Clear's book um, on atomic habits. And he says, a keystone habit is a behavior or a routine that naturally pulls the rest of your life in line. It's like a foundational habit. It's, it's something that influences the rest of what's going on. It helps propel you like, like a springboard into the other habits and actions of your day. And so I think we could argue, if we look at the life of Daniel, that his habit of praying three times a day, that was a keystone habit. That, that man, I can guarantee you that if, if we were able to take a peek into his life, that habit influenced his integrity and overflowed into his character and it overflowed into his leadership skills and it overflowed into his work ethic, that that one bottom line keystone habit propelled him forward in other things. Now, to help you understand the power of a keystone habit, let me give you an example from my life, okay? Um, so I told you I, I developed the habit of flossing. Now, it was actually pain in my life that pushed me to that habit. It was a bad dentist appointment that got me started in flossing. But once I developed the habit, it became something that was really powerful in my life. And so every night when I, when I brush my teeth or when I'm flossing, I, I, I look in the mirror and, and I remember, you know what, like I'm choosing what's right over what's comfortable in this moment. And because I'm choosing to floss, it reminds me that I'm a disciplined person. Now, now don't miss this. Because I floss, I'm disciplined. And because I'm disciplined, I go to bed on time. And because I'm disciplined and I went to bed on time, you know what? I wake up on time. And because I wake up on time, I have time to spend time with God. Because I'm disciplined, I then have the opportunity to go to the gym before I start my work day. Because I started my work day with God and now I'm working out, I got all, all of the endorphins rolling. And so then I go to work and I have a productive day at work because I worked out and, I, and I'm feeling good about the day. And because I had a productive day, you know what I do? I come home on time. And because I come home on time, I come home in a good mood. And so I walk in the house and I breathe life into my family and we have a good day. Okay, that, that's the, the habit of, of, of keystones and how they're working together. Now, now, don't miss this. Check it out. If I don't floss, if I miss one day, okay, maybe, but if I miss two days in a row, all of a sudden, I don't feel disciplined. And because I'm not disciplined, I stay up and I watch Netflix. And because I didn't go to bed on time, I don't wake up on time. I hit snooze one, two, three times. Because I didn't get up on time, I, I didn't spend time with God. And because I, because I didn't get up on time, I didn't go to the gym on time. And because I didn't spend time with God and I didn't go to the gym, I'm not feeling healthy, I'm not feeling disciplined, I'm not feeling close to God, and so I have a bad day at work. So I'm unproductive and I'm distracted and I'm frustrated. And because I got to work late, I, I, I now am I'm leaving late, and so I'm in a rush to get home. And so I leave the, the office and I'm, I'm, I'm going home and I'm speeding a little bit because I don't want to be late to getting home. And then a cop tries to pull me over. And because I didn't spend time with Jesus that day, I try to outrun the cop and I speed past the cop and three miles later, they catch me with a barricade and they take me to jail. 
all because I didn't floss. That's the power of a keystone habit. I know that's ridiculous, but you see how it's not far off. Here's the deal. If you and I focus on creating one new discipline, one new habit a year in our lives, here's what's amazing. Listen, I'm 31. By the time I'm 50, I'll have 20 new consistent disciplines and habits in my life that continue to help shape me into the person that I want to become, into the person that God wants me to become. Listen, there's not one thing that changes everything. You know that. But it's one small habit, discipline, action that consistently empowers you to become who God wants you to be. And so last week, we started with the who. Who do you want to become? And here's my question for you today. Based on who you want to become, based on who God wants you to be, what one habit do you need to start? We're not going to get crazy. We're not going to make a list of 10. What one habit do you need to start based on who you want to become? And listen, it's better if you don't start too big, right? Like, well, let's make it easy. Like, hey, I don't want to sleep in anymore. I don't want to hit the snooze anymore. Maybe it's I'm, I'm going to, you know, have a good relationship with God, so I'm going to uh, make sure that I, I, I read the Bible before I open social media. Or, you know, every night I'm going to pray with my kids. Or every night, or you know, I'm going to read a book a month. Or uh, I want to be a person who's uh, considerate, and so I'm going to write a thank you card a day, or man, I want to be an organized person, so I'm going to make my bed every day, or uh, I want to be focused, and so I'm going to carry around note cards, and I'm going to put my three big to-do items on that thing every day, or man, I want to be healthy, and so I'm going to walk three times a week. Like, just start small. You identify who you want to become and start small. And then here's what I want you to understand. This is what we call the habit loop. I'm going to introduce the habit loop to you because this is how all of our habits operate, both good and bad, healthy and unhealthy. Our our habits operate out of this loop. A habit always starts with a cue or a trigger. And so that's like, you know, when you see something or, or you feel something, it's when you walk by Krispy Kreme or, you know, someone left donuts in the office or, you know, it's the, it's the beginning of the, of the day or it's the end of the day or, you know, you're tired or you're lonely or you're frustrated. You have, you have a cue, something that triggers you in the moment. And then always following the cue is a craving, a craving. And so whatever it is, I had a long day, I deserve a glass of wine. I had a long day, I'm going to binge Netflix. Um, um, work was hard today, I'm going to eat a sweet. Uh, um, or, or the opposite, hey, it's, it's the morning, I get up on time, I'm going to the gym. You have these different cues that you consistently engage in that turn into a craving. Now here's what happens. The craving always turns into a response. It always leads to action. The cue brings about a craving that always leads us to do something. I'm going to eat the cake, or I'm going to sleep in, or I'm going to pray with my kids, or I'm going to you know, elevate my voice and yell at somebody, or I'm going to have one more drink, or we, we have these different things. I'm going to put on my, my running shorts. We have different actions that follow the cue and craving. And lastly, there's the reward. The reward. And this is that dopamine hit. This is that sugar rush. This is the pleasure. This is the endorphins rolling. This is the reward that your body experiences. This is why I told you earlier, 40% of the actions that we perform in any given day are the result of our habits, meaning our body has learned this habit loop and we are responding without thinking about it. It's how you can eat a whole bag of chips and not realize you did it or or watched three episodes instead of one because you sat down on the couch. We have cues that create cravings that result in response and then that give us a reward. So here's the question. How do we create a new habit? How do we start a new habit? The first thing you're going to do 
is you're going to make it obvious. Make it obvious. Make it, make it super, super obvious. In order to hack your habits, you've got to make the new habit obvious. And so let's say you, you, know, you want to start uh, uh, reading the Bible and spending time with God before work every day. Um, then maybe you get a cup of coffee every day already, so you're going to put your Bible next to your coffee cup. And you're going to see the cue, there's the Bible, I need to spend time with God. Or let's say you don't use a hard copy, and so you're going to uh, um, you know, use your YouVersion Bible app, and you're going to put a sticky note on your coffee cup every night that says, spend time with Jesus. And so when you go to grab that cup of coffee, you remind Oh, there's the cue. Okay, let, let's say uh, um, you, you want to be healthy and you want to drink more water. Well, you're going to place water bottles all around the areas that you're consistently in. That way, every time you see a water bottle, there's a cue that I need to drink more water because I'm a healthy person. Or let's say you want to start reading. Okay, before you leave the house, you're going to place a book on your pillow. That way, when you get into bed at night, you're not going to pick up your phone and scroll Instagram or get on Netflix. You're going to pick up that book, and you're going to have a cue that says, I'm a person who leads and learns and reads. Or, uh, again, maybe you want to have... Uh, um, um, thank you cards that you write consistently just to care for others. You're going to place those thank you cards on your desk. So when you get to work, the first thing you see is a thank you card waiting for you to write it. It's a cue. We're going to make it obvious. Make it obvious. The second thing, make it easy. Make it obvious. Make it easy. Come on, guys. We, we, this, is, this is really, really helpful. Make it obvious. Make it easy. So don't start too big. If I'm going to spend time with God daily, you know where I'm going to start? We're going to start with one verse a day, okay? You know, I'm going to open it up. version has like a little verse a day in the app. You're just going to look at it. I'm going to read a verse a day and spend time with God before I get on Instagram or social media or anything else. And you know what? One day you might get crazy and you might read two verses or three verses and all of a sudden you're reading a chapter. You're creating the habits. Or, you know what, I, I, I want to journal once a day. Um, well, you know what, doing a page might be kind of daunting. So every day uh, after I get out of the shower, I'm going to journal one line. Make it easy. One line a day. You know what, one day you might get crazy. And you're journaling two lines and three lines and a whole page. It's getting a little out of hand, but you're, you're developing a habit. Or let's say you want to be healthy. And so I'm going to develop the habit. You know what, we're going to make it easy. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, but here's the deal. <laughs> I can't stay more than five minutes. <laughs> I'm going to show up, I'm going to look at a treadmill, and I'm going to go home and eat a donut. But every day, three days a week, I'm showing up at the gym. You know what I'm doing? I'm developing a habit of being a person who is healthy and showing up. I go to the gym. And you know what? I'm already here for five minutes. Maybe I'll stay for 10. Maybe I'll stay for 15. And you develop the habit over time. Start with making it obvious and easy. And part of this, let me, let me give you a trick, is called habit hacking. You identify things that you're already doing as a habit in your life, and you add on top of it. And so you got to say, okay, after I brush my teeth, I will journal one line. After I put my kids to bed, I will do 10 push-ups. After um, I, I drink my cup of coffee, I'm going to read a verse. And you habit stack. Why does this matter? Because you want to be successful. And successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. And you want to succeed. And you want to be the person you want to be. And you want to be who God wants you to be. And so as we press into these habits, based on who God wants you to become, what's one small habit? What's one act of obedience? And as Daniel comes up, I'm going to give you some action steps on the screen. And these action steps are, I mean, are, are meant to be bottom shelf. What's one small habit that you need to start based on who you want to become? How are you going to make it obvious and easy? And lastly, who are you going to share it with? Because community and accountability is key. Listen, if you're in a city group, show up in your group. Say, this is who God wants me to be. This is where I'm growing. Hold me accountable and help me. Pray for me. Encourage me. Text me. 
If you're not in a city group, let me encourage you. That's how we do life and community here at City Church, and you're invited and welcome, and there's space for you. We'd love to get you connected. As you wrestle through who you want to become, and as you, as you think about starting something new, I realize some of you, man, you're tuning in, you're not followers of Jesus at this point, and, and I want you to know, listen, I'm so glad that you're tuning in, and I hope that this content is helpful and it's engaging, but man, can I just encourage you that when it comes to starting One of the best things that you can start in your life, the best thing that I ever started in my life was a relationship with God. And before you think it's crazy and you got to get down on your knees three times a day and and pray and show up at church every week and, and do all these X, Y's and Z's, listen, the only thing that it takes to start a relationship with God is one small act of faith, that I'm going to choose to trust in Jesus, that he was who he said he was, and he can do in my life what he said he would do, that Jesus was God, that he died on the cross for my sin, that he was buried and rose again, proving that he was who he said he was, and he has the power to change my life, that he doesn't just make me better, he makes me completely new, and because Jesus makes me new, I have a new identity. And because I have a new who, some of my do's started to change. So no matter where you're tuning in, man, I want you to know that today you can reach out and say, Jesus, man, I want to give you my life and I want to follow you. And I'll meet you in that place. And do for you what he did for me. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week.